0: So we've talked about all the forwards here on Locked on Blue Jackets, and now it's time to move on to the defensemen. We are going to be talking today about Andrew Peak. Uh We're going to be talking about how his season was, how he can do in the future, what I think he needs to do to improve, and uh, how he can keep his place in the lineup with a lot of very good young defensemen coming up the pipeline. That's all coming up today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Locked On Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On on Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am, as always, your host, Jay Foster, here to bring you the news, the stories, the trials, tribulations. And everything in between about your favourite team and mine, the Clumps Blue Jackets. Before we get started, I want to thank everyone for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms and also over on YouTube. You're never going to have to get behind a paywall for a locked-on product, and that is uh, our promise to you. So uh, today, we are going to be talking about, like I said at the top of the episode, we're going to be continuing our season reviews, Uh, we're moving on to the defensemen. We've done all of the forwards and it took forever. Luckily, there are a lot fewer defensemen. I think they used... 11 defensemen this season which is uh more than maybe they should but not nearly as many as the forwards so it's fine uh, and we're gonna be starting off with number two we're gonna start off with uh andrew peak uh we're gonna be talking about how his season was uh i believe this was his first full season with the blue jackets uh not a bad i don't know if this was technically his rookie season or not but not a bad not a bad first full season for uh for andrew peak so we are to be talking about that We're going to be talking about uh, what he needs to do to kind of keep on this development path that he's on. And uh, we're also going to take a quick look at the uh, defensive depth charts. Um, Before we get started, though, I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the World Juniors because the World Juniors is happening at the minute. Uh, I haven't been tweeting about it a lot or, you know, if at all. Um, I think yesterday I tweeted a picture of Kent Johnson, and that was kind of the first time that I acknowledged the World Juniors on the podcast or on my uh, my personal Twitter, and uh, the thing is, with everything that's going on with Hockey Canada at the minute, and uh, everything to do with the World Juniors, it just it didn't feel, it didn't sit right with me to talk about this as if it was any other tournament, um, and... You know, a lot of advertisers have pulled out, a lot of sponsors have pulled out. There's just, there's not as much hype around it, uh, and I think for for good reason. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I think I didn't want to talk about World Juniors um, because it didn't feel right to cover this tournament like it was any other tournament because of the the... 2003 case, the 2018 case, uh, everything that's kind of gone on since then where they clearly don't think that they've done anything wrong and no one is resigning or being forced out or being fired or anything and so uh, we're not going to be talking about World Juniors on the podcast. Uh, we do have plenty of content lined up that is not World Juniors uh, but just to kind of clear clear that up, um, we're not going to be covering any of the World Juniors games, we're not going to be talking about the World Juniors. And uh there are plenty of podcasts out there that are going to be talking about the World Juniors. So if you want to go listen to those instead, then I completely understand. But uh, for me personally, I didn't feel like I wanted to give the World Juniors the media attention, given everything that's going on with uh, with Hockey Canada at the minute. So that's, that's that. That's out of the way. Uh, let's talk about Andrew Peak, because first full season with the Blue Jackets. Uh, He played 11 games last season uh, in the 2021 season. Uh, I always get thrown off by that. And then he played uh, 22 games in the 2019-2020 season. So uh, first full 82-game season, I believe he was one of literally two Blue Jackets that played uh, every single game. Uh, the other one was Gus Nyquist, which, you know, we talked about before. That's really fun, considering he missed every single game last season. To come back and play all to 82 this season was uh, was really, really good. Um, So good for Gus Nyquist, but also good for Andrew Peake, who, um, in a season where there was a lot of defensemen Injured. There were a lot of defensemen in and out of the lineup. Uh, like I said, I think they played 11 different defensemen this season. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Correct. Yep, eleven defensemen. That was a pretty good guess from me. Um, to have a guy to play all 82 games is pretty impressive. Uh, so let's uh let's talk a little bit about Andrew peak Uh former second-round pick in 2016, played three years at the University of Notre Dame, and uh then came to you know uh, turn pro uh, split time between the AHL and the NHL for a couple of seasons this year finally made the jump full time to the big team uh with the defensive depth on the team not super good um he really kind of saw his opportunity and he took it um, he played he played a ton this season um i haven't pulled up his ice time average but i suspect it's a lot because um especially towards the end of the season when you know werensky was out injured uh, he got shut down near the end of the season he was uh, he was playing a lot of a lot of time on ice uh yeah he didn't dip be- below 20 minutes uh Basically, the entirety of April, Uh, he played 15 minutes in one game and he played 19 minutes in another. But uh, I believe his season high was 27 minutes, which is so many minutes. Uh, that was against Tampa Bay. Uh, He scored a goal in that game as well, which uh, good for him. Um, One of only two goals that season. So, uh, well, congrats. Congrats to him for playing a bajillion minutes and still managing to put um, some points up on the scoreboard. Uh, He had 15 points in total this season, Uh, two goals, 13 assists. Um, That's about what I expect uh, from Andrew Peake, honestly. um, He, I think, is not typically an offensive guy. Uh, I think he can be. Um, I think he's got a pretty good shot, but I don't know that that's where his particular strengths lie. I think... um, He has strengths in other areas, but I think um, this is something we're going to talk about in the next segment in terms of what can he do to be better next season. Um, I got a really interesting comment from a sad girl, ours, a friend of the show. um, And she talked a little bit about um, how to really succeed for, for peak next year. He has to focus on his defensive game and he has to be that David Savard player that uh he kind of that that's that's his archetype you know um similar to gavrikov gavrikov is again a very kind of defensive guy he can turn it on offensively and does to the stress of many i'm sure but uh i think peak especially is really that david savard type that that we're looking for where you know he's big he throws his body around he'll block shots not the most Gifted guy in the world offensively, but doesn't need to be because I don't think every defenseman should be offensively minded. I think you do need to have one or two of those defensive guys. And I think Andrew Peake is one of those guys. So, uh... In a minute, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, that, about how I think that went for him this season, and you know what he needs to do to improve next season. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online because it's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, the NBA, NHL, combat sports, uh, esports, even golf. And uh, the NHL, the uh, NFL is back. The preseason started last night, I believe. So uh, if you want to put money on the football, then you can do that. Uh, Bet Online, uh, they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports, wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. Uh, they've got you covered for all of that. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn about the action happening today because Bet Online is where the game starts. And uh, where this second segment is starting is with Andrew Peake, <laughs> just like the last one. Um, and before we kind of get started with kind of the his future on the team, I do want to touch on a couple of things that I wanted him to I want him to approve on uh, because he took a lot of penalties last season. Uh, he had sixty penalty minutes. Uh, I don't know what that is for. Um, the team. Uh, it looks like it was third most on the team. Uh, Vladislav Gavrikov led the way with 68. Sean Corelling had 61, which surprised me. And uh yeah, then Andrew Peak at 60. That is that is so many penalty minutes. That is a lot of penalty minutes for uh for Andrew Peak. I would like if he could cut that in half. Um I understand that the kind of game he plays means he's gonna be taking penalties. Uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of penalties to take in your own zone. Um, he's not the fastest guy in the world. He's big. So, you know, that slows him down a little bit. His skating's fine for a bigger guy, I think. But um, the nature of the game is the defensemen, I think, are going to take more penalties. But I would like if he took less than uh, less than 30 penalties next season. I feel like some of those are probably fights. I can't remember off the top of my head. And I don't have the, the breakdown in front of me. But less fights, less penalty minutes altogether. And I think that would really, really help his game and maybe give him a chance to be on the penalty kill a little bit more. Um, I think that's a a place that he hasn't really been used or utilised properly. Um, I think they could really use him on the penalty kill, especially, you know, they keep losing all of their best penalty killers um, with the departure of, you know, guys like David Savard, with the departure of guys like Cam Atkinson, Nick Foligno, uh, you know, Standard penalty killers. I think uh, that's uh, somewhere that Andrew Peak could really uh, have some potential to shine. So uh, if he takes less penalties, then he'll get more chances to be on the penalty kill. Which you know, that's just that's just math, people. Um, so that's kind of that's my biggest problem with with how Peak sees about these too many penalty minutes. Um, my other kind of not problem necessarily, but something I talked about, you know, in the last segment is. I feel like a lot of times he focused on being that offensive defenseman and that's just not necessarily where his skills lie or where the team needs him to be. I don't have a problem with defensemen scoring goals. You know, we we talk about it on this podcast all the time. This team is five Rovers and Vladislav Gavrikov, but I feel like maybe it should be four Rovers, Vladislav Gavrikov and Andrew Peak. you know, um, especially with guys like Yerichek potentially coming in. Um, I think there's something to be said for having a guy on the right side who can play that kind of Gavrikov role of being a shutdown down defenseman. Um, obviously, Erica Branson coming in uh, is, is going to be not an issue necessarily. Well, it is going to be an issue, but uh, we'll do a- there's, a there's a whole other podcast about Erica Branson somewhere in me, I'm sure. He plays a very similar game to Andrew Peak, but he costs more money. And I think is more detrimental to the team. So that could be that could be interesting. Um, and uh, frankly, if we have to bench someone for Gabranson, like as much as I like Peak, I would rather Peak sat for Gabranson than say sitting David Yurichek or sitting Jake Bean or sitting Adam Boquist, you know, the young defenseman that still have a chance to develop in this league. Not that Peak is not a good young defenseman that is still developing in this league, but because he plays the same kind of game as Branson, I do feel like... And they're not going to stick Branson. He's making $4 million a year, and they're all super excited about how he's going to stop the Blue Jackets being bullied or whatever, um, which is still nonsense. But it it, it is what it is. Um, I've said my piece on that. You know, sh- I'm sure I'll say it again many times this season. I don't think the Blue Jackets were bullied last season. I don't think they needed a guy to come in and throw his weight around um, when they have guys like Andrew Peake already on the roster. Um, I think David Yerchek can be that guy as well, but also be – good at hockey so you know there's there's that but it, I'm I keep saying I'm not gonna get into it and then getting into it but it's fine um Andrew Peake and Eric Branson are cut from the same cloth they're not gonna sit Cabranson he makes too much money and has that quote-unquote veteran presence and that grit and that willingness to fight blah 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 so I do feel like Andrew Peak might find himself not necessarily on the outside this season but looking at the the depth chart for the Blue Jackets defensemen. Suddenly, they've gone from having no one on the right side to having you know four or five guys that could play those three, could be in those three three spots. Um, so we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, so that's that's what's coming up next on Locked On Blue Jackets. We're gonna talk a little bit about the defensive depth. Uh, does Andrew Peak manage to keep his space, or does he lose it to uh, Erica Branson, or does he lose it to David Hurechek? Maybe. Uh, that's all coming up next on Locked On Blue Jackets. So, uh, yeah, like I like I teased at the, the end of last episode, last, last episode, last segment, it's very early here, um, the Blue Jackets have a lot of right defensemen now, which is weird because we didn't really have any, maybe, you know, six months ago, but that's, that's beside the point. Um, I maintain that David Juracek can make this team out of camp. Uh, I think he could... Conceivably play in the top four this season. I think he's one of the brightest defensive prospects that the Blue Jackets have. He, he, he's the brightest defensive prospect that the Blue Jackets have. I think he's one of the brightest defensive prospects in the league at wide. Uh, he was my favorite defenseman from the draft, you know, but this is not a David Eurocheck. This is not a David Eurocheck episode. We will have many future David Eurocheck episodes. My point, The point I'm making here is I feel like Andrew Peake, through no fault of his own, has suddenly been leapfrogged in the in the depth chart by Erica Branson which you know I talked about in the last segment it is what it is I don't have to like it well I probably should like it but I'm not going to and they can't make me but I don't make the decisions Brad Larson makes the decision so it's fine um and I continue getting leapfrogged by David Urashek as well who again plays a similar role to Peak but better I think uh he has that kind of that tenacity. He's a pain in the butt to play against. He has that two-way game, he has that offensive game, he's he's just so good. Um and I think Andrew Peak might struggle a little bit this season. Um on the other hand, maybe he won't. Um and here here is why I think the Blue Jackets are a little bit not disillusioned but I feel like Jake Bean has not had a chance to make as much of an impact as the Blue Jackets were hoping for him to make. He's still very young. He's, I think, 23 or just turned 24. So again, kind of in the the same age as Andrew Peake in that similar uh, point in his development. Um, He spent some time injured this season. So, you know, I don't know that the Blue Jackets really got a good look at who Jake Bean is. But like I said, with... Eric Branson coming on board with um Erna really kind of starting to find a groove with the Blue Jackets, with Andrew Peak on that right side, with David Yurichek coming in, like it's gonna be it's gonna be crowded, especially in the for those top four positions. Like coming into this coming into the offseason, I was like, right, so our top six defensemen are Werensky Boquist. Gavrikov, Bean, Peak, and Blankenberg. Those are our guys. Um, Blankenberg is another right defenseman as well. He's He's got to find some time. I suspect Blankenberg is going to spend some time in the AHL this season. Uh, we've got a whole episode on Blankenberg. Coming up later, you know I love Nick Blankenberg. But uh, again, another, another right defenseman that you've got to find space for on a very crowded blue line all of a sudden. So, you know, looking at... All of those right side defensemen, I don't know the peak is in the top three of that. It's, you know, I and it could be, it could get interesting. It could get a little a little interesting. Um, and I don't want him to turn into kind of the Scott Harrington type. Uh, we're going to talk about Scott Harrington on, uh, on Monday. But, you know, and he's, he, I like Scott Harrington a lot. He's very good at what he does, which is be that seventh defenseman who can kind of hop in and out of the lineup as needed. I feel like putting that job on Andrew Peake's shoulders is a mistake. Um, I think Andrew Peak, if they don't want him in the NHL, which I think they probably should. I think again, he's a very good second or third pairing guy. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a good second pairing guy. I think he's a pretty, a very good third pairing guy or put him in the AHL and watch him just light up down there and then try again in a couple of years. Um, and I think Adri Peek has earned the chance to be in the NHL, but it all comes down to, do you want your prospects sitting on the bench? Do you want them playing top line minutes in the AHL? You know, he played some of his best hockey last season in the AHL. He was one of their best guys. Uh, he had, uh, he didn't play a ton of games for them, uh, but he was, you know, he had 16 points in, uh, in 29 games in his rookie season with the Monsters. Then he only played seven games last season. Uh, he had spent a lot of time injured, I believe. Uh, but he had four points in those seven games. You know, he was he was good for the Monsters. And I think it would be a mistake to kind of give him the Scott Harrington treatment and just let him kind of languish in the press box or on the bench. But it is what it is. I I just, I like him a lot. I just don't know if there's room for him on this year's blue line, especially considering the moves that they've made. Um, he's under contract for at least this season. I know, uh, maybe next season as well. I don't recall off the top of my head. know uh, he is an RFA next season. Uh, he that could be that could be interesting. Um, I think they'll probably qualify, him, but again, it depends on. Uh, Depends on how he plays this season um i have just realized that he would have to go through waivers to be in cleveland uh so again we'll keep an eye on that we'll see how that goes and uh hopefully the blue jackets find a space for him because i do really like andrew peak and i do think like i said i think he could be a very good third pairing guy i think there's no shame in being a good third pairing guy or he could be a, a perfectly serviceable second pairing guy with uh gabrikov on that second line so uh that's kind of all i've got for you today uh it's sunday today so there'll be a new episode tomorrow we're gonna be talking about scott harrington uh who again didn't play a ton this season but i think he he has a really interesting uh job with the team Uh, he only played seven games but he was with the team most of the season i believe Uh, so we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about him his impact in monsters and uh If the Blue Jackets could bring him back, he's currently unsigned, I believe, so uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find this podcast at L-O underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, If you have comments, questions, criticisms, uh, you can email me at lockdownbluejackets at gmail.com. And uh, thank you once again for making this your first listen of the day every day. Locked on Blue Jackets is and available on all podcast platforms. And we're also over on YouTube. Uh, the YouTube is just going from strength to strength. I'm almost at 200 subscribers. So uh, if you want to go and hit the subscribe button over there, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you. And uh, until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.